With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have a, we have a guy named Doug out there who's a fanatic for the keto ketogenic diet. And a lot of people talk about the ketogenic diet. Doug actually dropped off some ketogenic treats for me. Thank you, Doug. But I don't really understand it. And I get mixed reviews on it. And I know Doug is a guy... God love you, Doug. When he's into something, he is all the way in. He's not, he's not kind of reasonably in. He's all the way into everything. He's into the scriptures. He's into the diet. He's into everything. Whole hog, as my ma used to say. So that's probably not a very balanced view. To get a perhaps more balanced view of it, we have an expert here. Aaron Kenny is MSRDNHCP. What's that? <laughs> so, Masters of Science okay. in Nutrition, yep. Registered Dietitian Nutritionist, and I'm a Holistic Cannabis Practitioner. Tell me about that. Is that a course of study that you take? I mean, yes. you did. You got an HCP. Yeah. yeah, yep. So, it's a 12-month course. It's online. Um, it's recognized by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is what is the reason I chose it, and um, really covers everything. You know, very holistic view of the plant. Also covers essential oils, terpenes. Um, you know, anything you could possibly imagine, really, really great course. And you integrate cannabis with diet? Yes. Like nutritionally? Because I haven't, that's interesting. That's a, a new angle. Yeah. Yeah. So my philosophy is food first always. So addressing things from a food and lifestyle perspective and kind of using cannabis as a supplement to some things like, you know, inflammatory conditions. I guess it's as good a time as any to dive right in there. Yeah. Such as? Inflammatory yes. conditions such yep. as. Yep. So basically insomnia, anxiety, depression. Um, Those are inflammatory conditions? Yes, a lot of the times. Um, but the way that CBD and cannabis kind of act with those conditions is not from an inflammatory perspective, but they are related. Okay. Yes. Well, say there's a patient that has, you've done the food part, mm -hmm. and who might, give an example of yeah. a patient that might have cannabis integrated and how it might, how it would be integrated. So inflammatory bowel disease, um, that's a big one. So any sort of digestive issues going on. Heart disease. So how does cannabis help with that? So we have receptors all over our body, um, CB1 and CB2 receptors. They are in different organs of our body. They are in the nerve endings. Can you see them under a microscope? Um, you could see them. Mm. Are they... Are they just kind of imaginary or, or do they? No, they're real. They're real they're organelles real. that you can see. Yep, yep, yep. Under a microscope, you can see that little thing sticking up. So uh, that's a good question. I actually don't know the answer to that question. Because if they, if they exist, you should be able to see them. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like they talk about the cannabinoid system. Is that something you can see? Like if you open a book, there's little lines where the system is? Yes, just like the nervous system. Okay. Yes. And... There are also these, these receptors you can also see. Yes. Are they part of that cannabinoid system? They are part of that cannabinoid right. system. Where, By the way, you know, we, we can see where the nerves are. Where is the cannabinoid system, kind of? So it's In all relation over the body. To, it, it's, it looks like a circulatory system with little 
offshoots going everywhere. Yes. So basically we have them in organs, in nerve endings, um, in the brain. So that's the reason why you hear all these, you know, miraculous reports of the things that CBD and cannabis can do is because we have them all over the body. If, if we have them, there must be a reason. The reason must have been that cavemen and women must have consumed cannabis. Mm -hmm. How did they consume it? Yep. So actually Queen Victoria, she was one of the first people dating back to using cannabis. She actually drank cannabis as a yeah, tea. Yeah, but back far enough so that evolutionarily <laughs> we developed a cannabis, yeah. a cannabinoid system. Yeah. I mean, Chinese well, medicine, that, that's even further dating back of- I'm now. talking before there was a China, before yeah. people could talk, mm. before cave times. Yeah. Did they- is there evidence of cannab cannabis use? Or? There is. There's some evidence. People have proposed some ideas of how they were integrating it into some herbal and, you know, back caveman. You're talking caveman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. In order to have a, a whole cannabinoid system, yeah, it would have to have developed way back then. Right, right. And there the would have to have there. been a reason for it to develop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Any other maladies that cannabis can, can be used Integrally for. Mm -hmm. So there's some proposed ideas of it being um, suppressing of tumors. Um, there is a lot. Supposed though, what, what kind of research is there on that? So there's there is some. Because I hear about cannabis, it cures cancer. Yeah. But other people say there's no. It's only anecdotal. Yeah. Stories about that. Is there any double-blind studies that say it cures cancer? No, definitely not. So do you give it for? Do you encourage it for cancer? No, that wouldn't be my first line of defense. Well, Definitely as, not. As one of the things you... It would be, if, if it were being used for cancer, there's a certain stage at which you would integrate it in, and you'd, I would mostly recommend it as increasing of appetite for someone who's really suffering from okay. that. Yeah. So what are the other things I use for cancer and... Cancer, inflammatory bowel disease, right. sleep, insomnia, sleep. anxiety. Insomnia is a big one. Sleep. How is sleep... Related to diet? Sleep is, is very strongly related to diet. Um, so you talk about the things that you eat impacting your hormones. Um, any sort of hormonal imbalance is going to be, you know, can cause any sort of anxiety and um, just insomnia in general because of the way that our natural circadian rhythm works. Um, not getting enough of certain nutrients. Certain nutrients like magnesium, for example, is one of the nutrients that allows us to feel calm. Um, and when we talk about gut health, so the micro microbiome, um, also a very fancy and trendy word. Micro what? Microbiome. Biome? Yes. So those are the little bacteria inside um, our large intestine, um, some in our small intestine as well. And so when we talk about the food that we eat, when we're feeding that bacteria essentially and keeping it healthy, um, if we have an unhealthy gut bacteria, then that can impact our sleep as well because... Uh, we produce a lot of hormones and neurotransmitters there. And do you deal with leaky gut? Yes. First yes. of all, can we change the name of leaky gut? <laughs> yeah. Is leaky anything is kind of gross. It does sound. And pretty leaky gross. gut is super gross. Yeah. I don't like that name. The ne yeah. You you yourself could be the inventor of the new name. So intestinal hyperpermeability. So what that means is bacteria from your intestines can get into the. Circulatory system. Into the into your abdomen and then into the circu circulatory system. Yes. And that causes you to be just run down and So your body starts to react to it sees uh, it as an invader. It's like, oh my gosh, it's it's crossing over a place it's not supposed to go. And this is a and I heard I hear about that a lot and people hear about it, but is this 
definitely also a real thing that has yes. been studied. It's not just yes popular yeah myth. Yeah, they the leaky gut. Yes, the medical field really wanted to um, kind of deny it for a little while, and so now they're so we called it you know not we but people called it. Um, leaky gut and then now physicians are actually recognizing it as a true medical diagnosis because of the research that's been done in it so now they call it in intestinal hyperpermeability and so it's the intestines too permeable so bad stuff gets through yes how did it how did it get too too permeable how did it get hyperpermeable yes so inflammation is a major reason so basically we have these tight junctions in our gut and so any sort of inflammation, um, chronic inflammation especially, can cause these junctions to be loose and they're not as tight as they once were and that's what causes things to leak past that barrier. Junctions? Yes. Like, I didn't realize there were junctions. <laughs> yeah. Why would there be junctions? What are they stuck together with? They're cells. So we've got these cells that, are, that we call tight junctions okay. and those are basically physical structures that we want to be nice and uniform in shape and size. So that's the only spot that it leaks out is these junctions? Yes. Okay. Yes. Ketogenic must generate ketos, I guess. What is a ketogenic diet? Yes. So the ketogenic diet is basically um, your body typically runs on glucose, carbohydrates. Um, so a ketogenic diet is basically a way of shifting so that your body is now using a different source of fuel called ketones. Um, so when you deplete yourself of carbohydrates, um, your body eventually gets to a point where it says, okay, we need some sort of alternative fuel. And so what it does is it starts making ketones from um, different things like fat or protein sources. And um, that is essentially what the ketogenic diet is. What's a ketone? A ketone is basically a byproduct of breaking down of the different particles that you're making alternate substrates from. And it seems, well, it almost by definition is out of balance because you've gotten yourself so out of balance, you have no carbohydrates, so you have to eat, burn fat. Yes. So is that healthy to be out of balance? Um, so some would argue yes, some would argue no. Um, How about you? I think it's appropriate. So if we look at where the ketogenic diet fits in, I think we talk about epilepsy. So the ketogenic diet was originally developed for children with epilepsy because um, researchers found that something about having ketones in the blood um, actually stopped children from having seizures. So from a medical perspective, I mean, huge benefits and it's still used today. Um, from a dieting perspective, um, is speaking from experience of seeing it in my practice and um, the sustainability terms and everything like that. I, you know, I think it, I see it using a lot, being used a lot for weight loss, where I think there are definitely alternatives that would be um, better choices for long-term sustainability. There has to be some benefits to the stuff you're giving up, some healthy grains, et yes. cetera. Mm -hmm. Definitely. There's, you know, there's risk of nutrient deficiencies when we're cutting out carbohydrates. So um, no fruits in a ketogenic diet, right? No fruits. What the H is with that? That's no good. <laughs> you can have a few berries, a few berries. So that just doesn't seem balanced at all. And as a person who's holistic, yes, you're all about balance. So yes. you must be uncomfortable with a ketogenic diet. Yeah, yeah. Doug. <laughs> well, we don't want to hate on Doug too much. I'm sure Doug has good Doug's intentions. Doug's very kind and sweet. <laughs> but I just want him to I want him to be aware of this. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, not feeling guilty about eating strawberries or, you know, some vegetables is not exactly something that I would preach any sort of diet that restricts those healthy foods. Yeah. So how does it make you lose weight? How does it work? You you don't have any carbohydrates, so you 
your body starts to consume itself. Yes. So it starts to consume itself, but it also, um, you're reducing your calories. So if you look at low carb, if you look at paleo, if you look at whole 30, all of the diets have in common of cutting calories from somewhere, right? So there's a caloric deficit. Um, one of the things that people really like about keto is, um, fat and protein are the major components of the diet. And it tastes good. Yeah. And people like that, right? So think about that versus a low carb diet where you're eating like, you know, you know, low fat products doesn't taste good. Right. And not very satiating, not going to keep you full. Right. So people see, okay, they eat breakfast. You put butter in your coffee and you had a slab of bulletproof coffee. Exactly. And so that's going to hold you over to like, you know, three o'clock PM, you know, you're on a low carb diet. You have a bowl of cereal. Yeah. You're going to be starving two hours later. So it's a more attractive and more satisfying low carb diet. Mm -hmm. Short period of time. Uh, People lose weight very quickly. Yes, they do. Too quickly? I would say too quickly because what happens is, is, um, you know, I think from a perspective of like health and in terms of weight loss, we like to see a sustainable weight loss in a slow, gradual way. Like one to two pounds per week is usually a healthy weight loss. I heard somebody say they lost 35 pounds in three weeks and I thought that is wicked unhealthy. Run. Right? Run. Anytime you hear something that says I can lose a large amount of weight in a short amount of time, you should run. But, and, but even if it worked, that would be unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. Spectacularly because, unhealthy. Because what happens is, is when you want, when you lose weight, you want to lose the unhealthy kind of weight, right? So we want to lose adipose, fat tissue. Mm. When you lose all that weight fast, a large percentage of that's going to come from muscle. And muscle is like the most metabolically favorable. Like we want to keep that muscle. It's mm. really good for us. Um, so fast, fast weight loss does not preserve lean muscle mass. Can you talk about the foods that are ketogenically okay? Yes. There are all kinds of stuff in, stuff in bags, snacks, <laughs> little nibbles, um, bacon. It's become a business. They just take regular food and call it call keto, keto food, yeah. right? Yep. So so basically fat is the major component of any, it. Any kind of fat? Or... Pretty much any kind of fat. Well, that's I mean, not good either. Yeah. I mean, like... The biggest misconception is people think it's high protein, high fat, but it's it's really only and it's usually a little bit lower than the standard American diet of protein consumption. It's really heavy, heavy fat, um, saturated fats especially. So coconut oils. Yeah. Um, but fat. So fat eating fat only can make you lose weight. Yes. But of course, it's jamming up your circulatory system. Right. Correct. Well. So you're gonna be thin <laughs> and drop dead from a heart attack yeah. because. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people's, you know, blood levels improve from the ketogenic diet, even despite consuming large amounts of saturated fat. I've seen people's levels plummet to an unhealthy level where they're now at risk for um, heart disease. What's the difference between saturated and unsaturated fat? Saturated fat, basically the structure of it. So when we talk about saturated fat, higher amounts of saturated fat are associated with an increased risk of heart disease. Unsaturated are those more heart healthy um, types of fats. Okay. Uh, so I don't forget. Yeah. If anybody wants to get in touch with you because you do take clients. Yes. Uh, how would they do that? Yes. So nutritionrewired.com. Good. Nutrition rewired. Cause yes. that's easy to th- remember. Yes. Nutritionrewired.com, And you'll get to Aaron Kenny. Cool website. That's the one I looked at nutrition rewired. Erin yes. Kenny. She is MS RDN and HCP. Okay. Meat. Uh, is meat necessary? How, let's go. Let's rephrase that. <laughs> How do people do vegan diets and vegetarian diets? So let's just say vegan. And is it healthy? Yeah. So it can be. It can be healthy. And what I always say to clients who come in asking if they should go vegan, I always say, 
you know, the majority of us are not eating enough plant foods. So fruits, vegetables, um, you know, really whole nutrient dense foods. Um, so everybody can benefit from that. Absolutely. Um, however, it is, you know, important that if you do decide to stop consuming meat, there are certain nutrients you're going to be missing. Okay. So you can't, you just can't get them any other way. You can supplement with them. And so, yeah, you really, you really have but, to, but you have to make a, a study and a science out of it, right? Yes. What if you just get rid of red meat and eat chicken? Is that all right? Or do you still need some of the stuff in red meat? Um, so, I mean, red meat definitely has a lot of nutrient benefits to it, but you can get you can get the nutrients from other places. But the easy way is to eat meat. Yeah. Because it's kind of balanced out, and it's what our bodies have been used to for thousands, 50,000, 100,000 years. Yeah. I think everything everything's individualized. Like, there's, there's never a one-size-fits-all with any style of eating. Um, but, you know, I think watching a Netflix documentary is not the best way to get nutrition advice, and a lot of people fall for those. What's the optimum, um, optimum amount of red meat? Um, two to three servings per week. How is much is usually, a serving? A serving is, like, the size of your palm. So if you look down and look at the thickness of your palm and from, like, where your fingers start to your wrist. Like the size of a hamburger, square hamburger yeah, patty. exactly. Okay. A deck of cards is usually how we kind of reference that. And fish. I, I, I've been consuming a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. But then you hear about farmed fish and how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Is it bad? PCBs and swimming yeah. in their own filth and just nasty. <laughs> yeah. Because when you get sushi, there's no way they're giving you the fresh cut stuff. No. They're going to give you the whatever's cheapest. So I was doing a uh, salmon roll every day for a while, and I think I think I'm being great, and it turns out, no. There's I'm always not. a caveat. <laughs> yeah. But as it turns out, it's probably bad to eat too much of any one thing, because no matter what it is, be it Cheerios, oatmeal, because those two things have Roundup in them. Yep. It's bad to eat any lots of any one thing, which I tend to do. Yeah. You know, like, is, is there anything bad about broccoli? I mean, like Organic you, broccoli? Like you said, too much of anything can definitely. Yeah, but every day? How about every day? <laughs> I mean, I probably eat a lot of organic broccoli on a weekly basis, so I'd be right up there with you. <laughs> All right. And back to the ketogenic diet. No fruit. Yeah. Isn't that, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. You need fruit, correct? Yeah. I had what does con- fruit have that you need? Um, so, I mean, you could, you could essentially get away with not eating fruit, but it's, um, you know, it's a whole unprocessed food with vitamin C and fiber and it must exist for a reason. Antioxidants. So antioxidants. if you don't eat fruit, well, of course you get scurvy and all, <laughs> yeah. you do need some fruit. Yeah. So keto diet, not good for a long period of time. Not good for a long period of time. In my opinion, I would say that I don't think it's, if it, if you can't picture yourself doing the ketogenic diet for the rest of your life, then why why do that now? Have we finished with the keto diet? Um, I think we, I think we could wrap it up. So when people come in there, you don't tell them keto diet's bad. No. You say, look, it's good for some people, bad for some people. Yeah. You do. You tell them what they're sacrificing. Yes. And uh, you don't. You don't steer them away from it. I, you know, if someone is very adamant on the ketogenic diet, I'll, I'll walk them through how to do it safely. And I think that that's the most important. Oh, thing. good. How do you do it safely? Yeah. So basically doing it in a way of making sure that you're still getting a balanced diet um, because it does put you at risk for nutrient deficiencies if you're not getting fruits and certain vegetables. So you really can't completely do it. You have to cheat and eat fruit. I mean, you, you can do it, but you, you have to be very strategic about making sure that you're having a lot of variety. Um, you want to make sure that you're monitoring your blood sugar and blood pressure. and Because of all the fat? 
Um, that's part of it, but also because your carbs are so low, that's playing around with um, basically like the fluid balance. Would in that your make body. your blood pressure go down or up? Down. Okay. You Usually, you I might mean, get too much. You might go too low. Yes, and then also a big point is disordered eating habits. So a lot of people um, have those foods as off limits, and you know it it can impact their social life and right. um, you know really develop this unhealthy relationship with food. It must impact them socially because really no booze. Yeah, no booze. Want to come over for for a drink? Sorry, I can't. I'm a keto diet person. Mm -hmm. yep. What about weed and keto diet? You can, I, as far as I'm concerned, you can consume marijuana on a ketogenic diet. As far as, far as you're concerned, is it, was there a concern? Did you have to think about no, it? No, I didn't. Have, I wasn't concerned about it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, what, let's talk about paleo diet. I feel, this is how I feel about paleo diet. Well, first explain what paleo diet is, and then I'll give you my take, and you can tell me that I'm wrong. Go well, ahead. it's funny because we have this idea of what a paleo diet looks like, and we don't even really know, I think, what a true paleo diet is. and like Because you know, it happened so long ago? <laughs> well, part of that is that, but also, you know, there's evidence that the Paleolithic era, you know, people were actually consuming grains. Like, there's they found mortar and pestles and things like that that indicate that what we've created as the paleo diet is not actually the It's just somebody that liked the idea of eating meat and said, the cavemen eat meat. Yeah. And they call it a paleo diet. Yeah. Here's my take on that. Whoever invented the paleo diet has no clue of how hard it is for some guy with a club to kill a mastodon. Yeah. First of all, you have to find the thing. Yeah. And then you have to organize a, a situation where you can kill it. Yeah. And then they eat a bunch of it, but it can't keep because there's no refrigeration, no salt yet. Nope. And so... No barbecue sauce. Then they go hungry for a long time. I don't think cave persons ate as much meat as people give them credit for no so, that, so therefore i feel like the paleo diet is phony baloney yeah, <laughs> yeah. do you agree yeah what happens is that okay. people just cut out processed food and they see benefits and you know that's a big part of why people like it all right and how about oh just this is a very specific thing vinegar yes i like putting vinegar on stuff is it bad no vinegar okay good because i could brussels sprouts with nothing on them meh I put vinegar on stuff. Yeah. I like it. Vinegar on broccoli. Can I get too much vinegar? Can I overdose on vinegar? Um, it can impact your blood blood pressure. Yes. Make like, it go up or down? It could make it go down. Vinegar. Yes. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. And uh, well, then it's oil and vinegar. We talk about good fats and bad fats and olive oil and avocado oil and other oils. Of course, that's great. Yes. But I, you know. Is it you can get too much of that? Yeah. So per what's a good amount? A good amount of fat is like usually twenty five to thirty percent of your total cal calories. So yeah. it depends on the person, right? Um, and so the type of fat, the quality of the fat is yeah. really important. Like you said, those those heart healthy oils like the avocado, olive oil, and fish, and fish, nuts and seeds. Um, so if I just ate sardines, and this mm -hmm. is of course personal, <laughs> if I just ate sardines, broccoli, apples, Brussels sprouts. I almost couldn't put too much olive oil on there, right? Because yeah. I'm not eating any other fat at all. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, it's not an unhealthy option. I would say there's room for more balance of more variety. Variety is key. Yeah, but when I start getting too much variety, stuff starts sneaking in. Yeah. Somebody says, oh, try peanut butter. It's got peanut, good oils. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, rah, 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 eating all the peanut butter because I can't stop. Yeah. Like putting a banana in the peanut butter, to spoon of peanut butter. Yeah, I'm not a moderation person. Yeah, if Many it's in the house, aren't. if it's in the house, I'll eat it. So I can't have it around. Yeah. So, 
you olive, olive oil is very good. Avocado oil has a higher heat point. Good to cook with, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And the idea of food is medicine, I like. And a lot of people tell me, oh, that's just, that's terrible. Food is love. Food is beautiful. It's one of the most wonderful things about life. That's the problem. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It, the problem is that you know, food becomes a hobby. It becomes uh, love. It becomes family. It becomes everything. And we get fat. And I'm, I'm trying to take that out of the equation. I just want, I want it as medicine. I want to. I want to feel better and be healthy. And do you tell that to people, or is that too hardcore? So I, I, I work with a lot of people um, on more of the emotional side of things. I find, and you know, so you go into the profession learning how to teach people how to eat. Um, but- I suppose if you were hardcore like that, you wouldn't have any clients. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They'd probably be like, you can eat chocolate. Oh, I'll come back and see you again. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that it's, you know, food can be comfort. It can be love. Um, but reframing the idea of how we view our reward system and, um, you know, just kind of the messages behind it and kind of like the, the name of my business, rewiring the way that right. we think about nutrition and food. And so, yes, we need to view it from a standpoint of the power that it has over our health. Um, right. You know what happens so many times? You get bored. You get you get stressed. You go to the fridge, refrigerator and mm-hmm. stare in there. Do you have a cracker? Have another cracker. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. So you got to. Th- I feel like we have to, and a lot of you are going to disagree with this. Get over the idea that food is a great pleasure of life because that makes us fat. Is that an unsustainable idea? Is that is that crazy? I think that. To your point, I think having other coping mechanisms in a situation like that right. is really important. Do yeah. you have any suggestions for other coping mechanisms? That yeah. would be important. What do you yeah, get? Yeah, definitely. Um, so meditation, yoga, um, you know, journaling, going, hanging out with friends, calling, you know, a loved one. There's so many things that you know, very individualized. But you know, what's real good. Walking. Yeah, walking. Very walking is the best because it, it is the simplest, the most, the most primal. You don't need anything to do it. And it's almost, if you want it to be both exercise and meditational, if you really work at it. Yeah. Okay. And sunlight, too, if you're walking Oh, outside. yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah. A lot of folks up now don't see the sun, like me. I didn't see the sun, not one wink of the sun today. Mm-hmm. It's like I live in Barrow, Alaska. What are the, what do I need to do? So, I mean, when we talk about the circadian rhythm and kind of the way that our body naturally secretes hormones in response to daylight, um, you know, and and our body starts to produce like vitamin D in response to daylight. So there's so many benefits to it. Um, So my suggestion for you, I know there are like light bulbs you can buy that. Do you believe in those though? Aren't they bad for your eyes? Don't they give you cancer? I don't think they give you cancer. I mean, everything gives you cancer nowadays. Well, that's right. Some things more than others. Yeah, that's I haven't I haven't seen a lot of research on these these bulbs right. giving you cancer, but getting some sort of way to mimic that daylight for your eyes um, to basically get that stimulation of having that circadian rhythm being kind of stimulated. Okay, so not getting sunlight. What am I missing besides vitamin D? By the way, do vitamin D pills work? Vitamin D, B, D pills do work. They can they can work. Some people have like mutations or just. Um, digestion issues where they don't convert or absorb absorb it the way that most people would. Um, so there are certain in- indications where they wouldn't, but usually if you have a vitamin D deficiency, you should be taking a, a supplement. Okay. And I, I've heard mixed 
answers to this question. Mm -hmm. Some people say you need to feel it on your skin, but others say that simply seeing the sun stimulates the production of vitamin D. Yeah. What do you think? Both of them, I, from the research that I've done, both of them stimulate the absorption of vitamin D. Um, but, you know, there are certain times of the year, like now, and, you know, we're in Boston, where you're, you're not getting that UVB rays that is going to be able to kind of stimulate that vitamin D production. I was thinking of split schedule sleep. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing that there's mixed information on. There's a, a movement now that says that even way back in the early days of humans, that's what they did. They slipped like three and a half hours or four hours, and then they did stuff and they slept again. You Do you believe that you can get enough of the deep, the cycles you need in three and a half hours and then get some more of those cycles later? Or do you need to get all your cycles in one whack? So I did my thesis on sleep, actually. All right, good. So I'm glad. Um, glad I, I, from what I, but the research that I've done is that you need to get it in that like seven to eight range. Oh. Yeah. I but know. in a row, though. Yeah. Because during that seven to eight range. Yeah. You have cycles. Mm -hmm. Why do the cycles all need to be the? together because the way that your body kind of goes through them is because your body is in a certain state and it moves from one to the other in a very sequential way so the latter cycles are somehow dependent on the former cycles yes are you sure not positive there could be new research that how I sure are you explored. i'm about i'm gonna do whatever you tell me so you gotta be you know i'm about 85 85 percent sure, sure. Yeah. okay speaking of sleep did you read the article about how at certain times during your cycle of sleep, there's a, they can see a wave of cerebrospinal fluid going through your brain to clean out the amyloid proteins? Yes. And that's a new thing that they see? Yeah. Pretty wild, right? Yeah, for Alzheimer's and things like that, I think it's pretty groundbreaking research. Yeah. So I do get a lot of sleep. There's that. But it's just not at the, the correct time of day. Yeah. I'll do what I can. I'll go to Florida <laughs> once in a while. Let's take a break and talk more about cannabis and CBD. It's WBZ. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We're with Erin Kenny, who is a nutritionist and a holistic cannabis practitioner. And we've been talking about the ketogenic diet, the paleo diet, and just being healthy. A couple quick things. Uh, things like turmeric and what else? What, what are the other things in the class of turmeric and are they good to get in your diet and how do you do it? Do you need to put them in food or can you just take a pinch and eat it? Yeah, so turmeric, that's definitely a big hot one right now. So the optimal way to consume it, so the, the compound is curcumin. I actually did a big research project on this as well in my undergrad. Um, so it's known to be very anti-inflammatory. 
Do you have to cook it in something, or can you just eat it a you pinch? Eat a pinch. Can take it in a supplement, but you want to make sure you have it with black pepper extract in the supplement. Whoa. Yep. So that'll help facilitate the absorption all over your body. So, I have a whole bunch of turmeric, like yeah. a big pile. I got five pounds or something. Yep. Not five pounds. Yeah. Do can I just use that? Can I just pop that in my mouth, or do I need to mix it with something? So best heated. Best combined with black pepper and. Do I need to have the extract or just regular old black pepper? Just black pepper. Okay, good. Just black pepper. And 50 50 turmeric black pepper? Uh, not 50 50. I'd say like 80 20. 80 20. Which one's 80? Oh, 80 is the turmeric. Okay. And then you want some sort of fat source with it. So if you're eating it with a meal, you want some fat in there because it's a fat soluble um, compound. So what if I'm not eating it with a meal? Um, best to eat it with a meal. Um, you could have some digestive upset and it's not as absorbed as well. All right. So say put it on sardines. Yeah. There you go. Bingo, yeah. bingo, bango. Bingo, bango. All right. What yeah. else besides turmeric? Anything else um, like that? Yeah. So, I mean, chia seeds, those are becoming really popular right now. Um, flax seeds, those are also becoming very popular. Those are really good sources of fiber, omega threes, um, good sources of plant proteins. Um, and then, you know, black charcoal is kind of hot in the market. People, I don't know about that. Black, you eat black charcoal. Yeah. People are eating charcoal. Is that that's not nutritional, right? I mean, it's a, the claim is the that filtration, it, it pulls heavy metals out of the body and, and you know, it's question, you gotta be careful about the supplements you're getting out there. Cause a lot of them are not good. So turmeric and chia seeds, anything else that's always good to have? Um, fruits and vegetables. Okay. Yeah. And this is a little bit different. Stuff like spirulina. Mm -hmm. And are any of those things? That's yeah. not really, a, that's a supplement, not an herb. I don't, what category would you put it in? The that would be more under like a plant. So the spirulina is a, it's coming from the sea. So you're, no, it's a, so it comes, you get chlorophyll and some Is it worthwhile? Um, and if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, so that's a no. yes, but otherwise, <laughs> um, no. means no. Yeah, no. Okay. Are there any other things that you can buy that besides food that would always be good to have? Um, not so much. Not so much. Okay, good. It's yeah. good to hear. I had a guest in here that was all about this stuff. No. Went and bought a bunch of it. It made me go crazy out no. of my mind. I'm not, you can't, you can't get obsessed with supplements because a supplement is not the same as pure, whole, unprocessed food. One question about food before we go. Is yeah. it, is it? And before we start to talk about the CBD, is there anything I can just not eat that I don't really need to eat ever? Bread, right? I don't really need to eat bread ever. Yeah, if you feel like it doesn't need to be part of your lifestyle, then... It doesn't do... I'm eating food as medicine, and bread is never medicine, correct? It, I mean... Maybe for your head, but not for your body. <laughs> there are certain breads out there that I would say have some pretty solid ingredients, like um, like Ezekiel bread, for instance, is you know more of like whole grains, and it's not having you know the binders and preservatives in it that most breads have. Is there um, a brand of Ezekiel bread you like? I like the cinnamon raisin one personally. Is there a particular brand or is Ezekiel the that brand? That is the brand, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Now getting into cannabis and CBD. Why did all of a sudden is CBD the, all the rage? A lot of my listeners love it. They swear by it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I truly get the stories. My friend, he was in bed. He couldn't walk and he took some CBD and he walked. <laughs> it, was, it was like an, an evangelical yeah. tent show. Yeah. And they seem like legitimate 
experiences do you have the same ex yeah, experience yeah. i mean to be honest um you know when i started incorporating into my practice it was because i was using it myself and um i had family members who had experimented with it a little bit and seen some benefits um and so i said you know let's give it a shot why not it's it's from a plant you know it's more natural yeah. and um, people started buying it from me and I was thinking, you know, people would come back and say, oh my gosh, like I've been able to reduce my anxiety medication or my digestive system has dramatically improved or I've slept through the night for the first time in years. And I was like, okay, I guess this is actually, you know, something yeah. that we should start taking seriously. And you have your own brand. Yes. And what is the brand? Nutrition Rewired. Oh, all, all ties in. Yeah. And how much is a how much is the bottle and how much is in the bottle? How so, many milligrams of actual CBD? Yeah. So for like a 500 milligram bottle, for instance, um, that's like $78. And that would be per serving around 10, 10 milligrams of CBD. And how many servings? That's about 30. So that'll last you okay. a month or so. All right. And, well, I'll, I'll tell you folks after. We don't really have the time. I'll remind you to not get your CBD from a from, gas station. From a gas station or a head shop because they're going to rip you off. Yeah. Or they may rip you off. Anything else just about 60 seconds on actual straightforward marijuana with THC in it? Yeah. Um, there's benefit, definitely. I mean, that's the, the way that nature intended is for all of those things to be included. So there's room for THC-free products. But um, in terms of chronic pain, that's one of the biggest things that we see is um, THC benefiting chronic pain. Does a little bit of THC boost... CBD. They complement each other, yes. So they work synergistically to provide better benefits than just isolating CBD alone. What's the best CBD extraction method? Um, so it depends. There's different ones that are better for different things. Unfortunately, it's not as straightforward of an answer. Um, there's the CO2 method. There's the alcohol base. It depends on the, the way you're using it and kind of what you're using it for. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for your time. I really yeah, appreciate of course. it. Nutrition rewired, right? Yes. So folks, if you want to find out more about our guest, Aaron Kenny, maybe sign up to, to get a personal session. It's nutrition rewired. Thank you so much for coming out on a cold, cold night. WBZ Boston's News Radio. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.